Welcome yeah. to It's a Dad's Life podcast. My name's Aaron. My name's Dan. And my name's James. Uh, we just want to bring some of our experiences to the table of being dads and maybe some reminisce some stories. We just want to like stay together and stay connected with each other. We feel like we've been able to see each other that much because of COVID. And so this is just a way for us to bring those stories to life and, and bring listeners in to enjoy them. Hopefully have a laugh. and Yeah. I think just to, just to enjoy ourselves, isn't it? Just to... Yeah, do just... something different. Do something out of our own comfort zones. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, just uh... and, hope, and and just hopefully that we can brighten up a few people's uh, days by a couple of stories that we can sort of say. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. I'm pretty sure we've got a few stories we can say that will brighten up. Yeah, hopefully. Anyway, hopefully. I don't Some good that, ones that people that enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, Aaron, tell us, what's it like being a dad? Mate, being a dad is absolutely fantastic. Um, I remember the first well, the first day we found out, really. It was it was amazing. I came back from work and um, Hannah had this, like, tartan box on the side. And she was like, I've got a present for you. And I was thinking, okay, a tartan box. It could be a pen. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a book. I don't, uh, I don't know. We all like a good park. And, uh, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't like a good pen. Expender. <laughs> <laughs> remember, I just remember opening it and, and seeing two pairs of shoes, little socks, a uh, pair of blue and a pair of pink with a positive test. No way. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was just one of those moments that you sort of, now, you've, now you remember it and you, you sort of, you know, once it's happened, you kind of, oh, that was amazing. That was such a good surprise. Yeah. But at the time, I had no words for it. I didn't even know how to feel. I was just like, you've been serious? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, hugged her, gave her a massive hug, picked her up. Then I was scared that I was hurting the baby, so I put it down. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it was it was just so emotional that that part because obviously we've, we've been trying for a while to be fair before that yeah and it got to a point where you actually start questioning yourself if you could have kids yeah because it, it's, it's, it's all the stress sort of thing isn't yeah it? like it, got, it did get to a point for us where we just thought oh, if it happens it happens now we're not going to just try um because obviously beforehand we we're trying we're trying to hit the uh ovulation cycle and so forth and we're just trying to make sure we were Download, downloading every single app. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To make sure we're right, we're right there. That's it. It was almost like become like a military mission. Like a frigging, it was like a plan. Like Hannah was the frigging general and it's like, that's it, soldier. Mm-hmm. Ovulations in two days. You need to make sure you've come. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's what it was like. And then it got to a point where it was like, right, it's not happening. So we just let it happen. And it did. It was amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Mate. That's really good. I'm going to say you definitely come. <laughs> definitely came that time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, go with James. James, crack on. Yeah. Have the floor. I, I remember I was um, I was working at Iceland and I was remember cashing up and then I got a text message from Kerry and she uh, sent me a message and says, uh, it popped up and it said, come home, come home, daddy. And I was just like, oh, what? Like, why is she calling me daddy? And I opened it up and it was a photo and it was a obviously positive uh, uh, pregnancy test. And I was just literally like, I was sat back and I remember one of the lads was sitting in the uh, in the office with me and he was just like, what's up? And I was like, nah, nothing, nothing. I was just like, I was just, I wanted to like just get up and just shout yes yeah, sort of thing. But I didn't want to like, you, don't, you can't tell anyone. Yeah. It's so early. 
And yeah, exactly. the lad that I was sitting with, bless him, he was one of the kind of guys that would probably tell people but not mean to tell people. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like I gotta hold my excitement back and I had to drop him home uh, <laughs> as well. So I'm there sat in the car, like jumping up and down. He's like, What's wrong with you? And I'm like, It's nothing. It's nothing. Looked like I got a mad twitch on. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just home time. Excited to go home. But yeah, I remember just getting home and I was just like, like in shock. I was just like going, like, is, is, it, is it real? Is it true? Like, so it's exactly the same, like what you were saying. As like we were, we were trying, and we were just getting, we were just getting to the point where it was like, it, it's not really like sort of like getting there. And Terry was questioning herself, sort of like, um, could it be to do with weight size or kind of like is something wrong with with myself yeah we we just sort of like took a sort of like a step back from it all and sort of like just kind of just let it go without it's, it's always thinking about it and it just came across and i remember kerry was actually doing all these jogs and stuff she was jogging around the park and all this kind of stuff so she was doing a lot of fitness at the time yeah so it might have been that might have swayed it a little bit like we were always like talking about it and uh yeah, so that's what like, happened, really. One of the best news that you could ever, oh, ever is, feel. It like, is the, amazing. The, it's the amazing. feeling, like, you can't, you can't ever really explain it until you've actually ever been in that situation, like, yeah. how you feel about it. Like, you could be so, especially, like, my situation, like, that I was told whilst I was at work in front yeah. of people who I couldn't say anything to just yet. And I just <laughs> literally just wanted to sort of, like, just shout it. I wanted shouted on top of a mountain <laughs> <laughs> so uh danny boy tell us tell us how you felt mate yeah sure uh so for me actually it was kind of different to you two because we didn't actually try so it was kind of one of those where i think we were more than we were, we were very happy obviously it just being the free for the at that point yeah and we always kind yeah. of said like, if it happens it happens you know we'll always be together and we'll always be happy in that so no matter what happens it was kind of like yeah you know, we'll just go with yeah whatever happens yeah we'll just, just go, go with it. the flow like it happens we're you know we're excited for it but if it doesn't, it doesn't yeah yeah exactly. you know it's not, it's not really um, a big deal at the minute yeah so uh i think it was around august we found out quite early so we found out i think it was about five weeks in and yeah. i remember jess was complaining like her boobs were hurting and i was just like why are they hurting i don't get it like, i just don't know and, so, <laughs> and obviously i was like well, I don't. I can't figure out why your boobs would be hurting. And then, um, yeah, we just thought, why not just try a pregnancy test and go from there and just see how it goes. And then uh, she took a test, and it was, I think, very faint lines, if I remember correctly. The first test, and we were kind of like, mm, is it questioning? It? Yeah, like it was. It was so faint that I think it got to the point where we were just thinking, nah, probably not that. I mean, I was speaking to Jess about it today, and she was like, I almost threw it away because I thought it'd probably just be nothing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think we spoke to Hannah, actually, I think, as, and then uh, oh, right. I think Hannah saw it and was like, Yeah, I think you're pregnant. I think you're pregnant. And then we got another test, and it came back, and the lines were a lot stronger that time. Well, I say a lot stronger, it's actually stronger than it was. So I was like, Oh, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe we're actually having a baby here. <laughs> and then it, I think we took another test. So we took three tests in the end. I think the other one was just a bit later on, so like maybe two, three days um, after the first. And then obviously the lines came back a lot stronger. And I think rather than be like amazingly happy over it, we were kind of like, oh shit, we're looking at a baby. This is crazy. Reality. Yeah, we were just very shocked. And I think it never really hit me actually until I the first scan. 
because like, yeah. it was kind of like every day we just just get on with the day as normal. Yeah. And then when we when we got to the first scan, I think that was it. Then I was like, oh my god, this is happening. And yeah, <laughs> is this real? It's, oh yeah, my it's, god! It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's so surreal when you it's this this the six week scan when you just see them. They're like a tiny tiny little little thing. Yeah. And you can just see a little little heartbeat. Yeah. You oh, can just see it flickering. Man. You can see it flickering. You just you literally just looking at it and you thinking this this is going to grow up to look look like like yourself yeah i mean i, I, look, I look at lola and i think god yeah it was a uh, it was a lovely feeling when i saw the baby's picture for the first time i was like oh my god yeah i can't believe this to know that we spoke about know. actual uh first time you found out why not speak about birth and how that went for you yeah I'll, I'll I'll go first. And, um, with Az, it, it, so, Hannah's waters broke in the kitchen, Oof. and I think it was like ten a.m. that day. I remember it quite clearly. <clears throat> and uh, me, uh, as the person I am, panic mode hit. <laughs> we had ev- to be fair, we had everything ready as well, like all the baby bags. We knew obviously it was it wasn't long away now because she was early. Um, Ava, yeah, she was she was three weeks early, I think. So we had all the bags ready anyway, just just to be on that safe side for anything like that happening. And I just remember Hannah being like, "Oh, water's gone!" <laughs> <laughs> and then goddamn so, washing so, machine leaking. Sorry, again. what? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I just get a towel, babe. You're right. At <laughs> <laughs> the time, I didn't drive either, so we called the hospital first, and they were just like, yeah. "Right, well, you know, we'll get you in. We'll check you over." Blah blah blah. Got our friends take her take her up, um, and they. Sat us and they said, "Oh, we, you know, you're not really dilated or anything like that. You can, you can go home." And um, that's great. It's crazy. But it was, we were there for so long, though. I mean, they're obviously they're running all the tests they need to run and everything else. And I just remember it being a, it, the day I had a five aside match, <laughs> and uh, I text the lads to say, like, you know, oh, lads, I won't be able to make it. You can say, "Oh, we've got to shoot on the way, lads." So don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 kind of a boys, don't worry. We'll make sure we we'll make sure we've got enough players next week. We'll contact our first reserve. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember um, coming home and our, our match was at eight and I think we'd left the hospital it might have been about seven so we got back in half seven from the hospital and I, I remember seeing the lads drive past me and all I could think to myself is I could have gone could have made it could have gone to that <laughs> so just thinking babe do you want to just make a, make a U-turn here I'll go play football yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have a, I'll have a kick around with the lads and, um, but, that would have been a story mate that would have been, 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 been a great story wouldn't it Hopefully it would have been yeah. a win as well, but um, I think we lost actually. <laughs> Cost because you wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, you weren't there. That's why. And uh, I just remember being at home, and that whole time we sort of slept on the sofa because it was the only place Hannah could get comfortable. Yeah. And uh, your, so, your sofa is comfortable anyway. It was a very comfortable sofa at the time, and and it was the only place Hannah could sleep. So I slept in there with her, and it was probably around ten, half ten, when she started getting really bad you know pains and contractions i suppose uh and then it got to one o'clock and we were trying to get through to hannah's friend <laughs> to take us off yeah, it, took, it took us a while to get through because obviously she's asleep uh, <laughs> why is she sleeping for yeah I, 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 don't, I, I, don't know, I don't understand it she's yeah yeah <laughs> so we got we got into the hospital and we went you know we got seen over and the woman's just like there's nothing we can do for you at the minute. You're just going to have to like sort of wait in the waiting room sort of thing. You, there's nothing we can do. And I was like, you see this? We're not seeing her. <laughs> this baby's coming. Yeah. Obviously, it was like I say, it was about 
like half one, I think, or two, or whatever the time was. And we're literally walking around. We walked towards the emergency department. No one was in it. We're just sitting there. We went to get a drink. It was the worst time as well, actually, because we forgot to bring anything, like drinks or anything like that. So we're both really thirsty. The drinks yeah. machine had barely anything in it. Um, and I just remember thinking, and it didn't, and it obviously, uh, the card thing on the machine wasn't working. So we had no cash. We we're just saying, oh my God, we both <laughs> need a drink, like drinking water from the uh, water dispenser with the little cups, and having to fill that up about four or five times. But then it got to a point where we just thought, I, I said, right, we'll, go, we'll go back up, we'll just talk to her. And then we sat in uh, a room, which had like the pool in and the swing in and so forth. Is that like, I think it's the, is it the maternity suite? It was in, the, was in there. And the lady was just like, yeah, all right, you can sit in here for a bit, um, you know. Because, again, like I said, it was so late. It was so tired, both of us. Uh, Hannah was falling asleep on the chair thing. I was sitting on the chair, like, half asleep. And then it got to a point where, obviously, you know, it got to 10 centimetres and she can push. And she... But that whole experience, I, I felt so useless. Yeah. Like, she kept, yeah. she, I mean, she, even to this day, she says I was great, I was amazing, but I just think, was I? Like, I look back at it and think, I was, I barely did any, I was so quiet and I, I didn't feel like I was, you know, oh, baby, doing really well, you know, doing the whole trying reassurance, you know, push, push. But at the same time, I just thought I was so useless. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was like, half asleep as well. I was falling asleep. Every time she stopped pushing and, and she calmed down, Hannah fell asleep, I fell asleep. And as soon as she started, obviously, pushing again and, and screaming, I was felt like screaming <laughs> myself. Um, <laughs> Hannah, Hannah, actually, <laughs> Hannah went in the pool uh, for a bit as well to see if that would help but that didn't help um, and then back on the chair pushing and then she's falling asleep and I'm falling asleep and she's pushing and <laughs> it was literally just a constant battle just trying to stay awake for us both like it was, so, it was I mean I don't, I don't know how she did it because I was mentally drained I was exhausted I was tired but oh, fair play to them it really is fair play to any woman that gives birth because it is just it's unreal, isn't it? It yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know how I can imagine you all that? Because <laughs> you know when like you, you, you see the kid sort of uh, fainting on the uh, roller coaster yeah. and then waking up and he's screaming because he's, uh, he's actually still on the roller coaster. <laughs> That's the kind of situation I can, I can, I'm looking at. That was, it's definitely in my head, to be honest. I didn't, I didn't actually scream out loud. I, mean, I manned up a little bit. But, uh, Just then, waking up screaming. Yeah. I remember, I remember I watched it as well. Because at first, like beforehand, Hannah was like, you, you, don't, you don't go down there, you don't go there, you don't look, you're not allowed to look. And I just remember getting to a point where I was like, oh, I'm just going to be nosy, never look. <laughs> and at the same time, like, I know most people are like, oh my God. And they look up and they can't, like, they, they're a bit like, oh my God, I can't believe that's happened. But I just remember seeing it and then like seeing the baby's like head, Sing not it. crowning. <laughs> Sorry. <I> Seeing it. <laughs> see, you know, starting to see the, the head come out. And I was just like, oh my God, this is incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then I was just uh, hooked. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. take, take my eyes off like, Ava's head coming out. And, and then he got to, obviously, then it was like proper crown. And then, it bent, then the body came out. And he's just like, she's here? Like, oh, my God. You know, she, I, think, she, I think she cried, obviously, like the normal time. They don't cry straight away. But, no. you know, they wiped her in, and everything else. And she cried. And it was just, it was amazing. Back in the day, they used to they used to slap their bum or something, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I think like, so. I don't know, I don't she, know how they literally. Uh, I don't think she did that then. I don't well, think she did. Well, it was just like a case your, of if she smacked your bum, then you cried, mate. Then I, I, I probably would have cried. To be fair, I was so like <laughs> mentally drained, exhausted, emotional at the same time. <laughs> um, I mean, actually, I didn't cry at the birth. 
<clears throat> uh, I know they, you know, uh, Hannah wasn't, I don't think, Hannah didn't cry either. I think we were just so drained or so tired, but obviously. Hannah was asleep. Hannah was asleep, yeah. Just, <laughs> Hannah was out of it. Um, <laughs> I think she was more awake afterwards than I was. I was thinking, I was still sitting there like, oh my God. She woke up oh and thought, shit, God. it's not a dream. I can't believe this. I, I, I suppose as well, it's good. We've been up the whole morning. We've been up, we've, we've been up for pretty much near enough, up, like, I don't know how many hours, but obviously we didn't sleep when we got home because we couldn't sleep because of obviously Hannah being in pain and making sure she's all right, trying to help her out as much as possible. So, yeah, I mean, then what was it? What was the time? It was 7.58 in the morning. Ava was born. It was just, it was an incredible moment. It was, I mean, it's just one of those, again, you, you don't really have words for it at the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I look back and think I should have cried. <laughs> I, I was obviously <laughs> emotional enough to cry, but I just it just didn't happen. Did you cry because you didn't cry? Yeah, like, I think I cried inside. <laughs> <laughs> My life is over. <laughs> My life is over. This is it. What am I going to do now? <laughs> and um, yeah, she was just she was perfect, weren't she? She was just this little baby in the arms, tiny as anything. And you just look at her and think, this is this is what life's about. Yeah, and it was really an am- amazing moment. Uh, well, that's when your your, your dad life started. Didn't yeah, it? Well, it was... obviously, obviously, um, you you dad beforehand anyway. Yeah. But um... yeah, and it was it was just it was just an amazing moment, and I loved every bit of it. All right, um, Dan, do you want to tell your story in birth? Yeah, sure. Um, so for mine, it's actually a lot different because Hugo now is only ten months. So yeah, he was actually born during the first lockdown we had. <clears throat> Yeah, this pandemic. Uh, pandemic, sorry. The whole obviously experience for me is a lot different to yours because for t- to both of yours because uh, I actually wasn't allowed to go into the hospital at all. So we dropped. So Jess was a week over, mm. and I remember them saying that if obviously she goes a week over, then she'll have to be induced and everything else, and they have to kick kickstart everything going. So yeah, uh, yeah. I dropped her off. Um, was it? No, I dropped off Friday, I think it was. Friday. Yeah. So I dropped her off Friday. She was in there for a few days. And then uh, I had Finn, which is Jess's son, and uh, he's six. So I had Finn for a little while. So when yeah. I had Finn, um, the first night, we both sort of just sat there like, what do we do now? <laughs> so we watched a lot of films and that. And then uh, the second night, uh, Jess's auntie um, allowed Finn to go over that night uh, around six-ish. Yeah. Um, so we dropped him off and again I got home and I kind of like, what do I do now? <laughs> Waiting around. I remember, I remember, I remember we, was talk- we was talking and uh, we was on the PlayStation playing Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah there you go. That's the <laughs> way to do it. <laughs> so that's, that's Sunday night, I believe. Um, and then come around to it and I'd fallen asleep downstairs on the settee because I just couldn't bring myself to go upstairs. I thought, if I get too comfy, I probably just won't hear anything. So uh, I fell asleep yeah. on the settee, and I remember my phone ringing. I was thinking, what's that noise? And you know, when you hear something in your dream, you think it's just your dream. So I was doing that for a little while, and then the phone kept going, and then I started coming to it and thinking, oh, geez, my phone's ringing. <laughs> Looked at my phone, <laughs> yes. Jess is calling me, I'm thinking, Oh crap! What's going on? Other answers quick, and then uh, the midwife answers the phone, and she's like, uh, "It's just the midwife. Um, you know, Jess is here. She's four centimeters dilated now." 
um, you know, you can come in. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, no worries, I'll be there. And uh, I remember coming off the phone thinking, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> and I text Jess. And I was like, do I have to come now? And she's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> you know, this is so surreal. Yeah. Just like, you know what you're thinking? <laughs> Gee, that actually happened. <laughs> sure, sure, it can't come in like five minutes. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh god. So I had to grab all the stuff I needed to get down there quick. And I got, I remember getting down there, and uh, um, they let me through because it's the side door we had to use to get into the building itself because the main door is obviously locked. Snuck you, yeah, locking, locking at the hospital. And uh, <laughs> I remember having to walk up to to the third, no, sorry, get the lift to the third floor, and then. Uh, I remember walking in saying, obviously, who I am and everything else. And, and again, obviously, measures are a lot different there. So I had to wash me out, make sure my hands are washed and everything else. And, yeah. Uh, by the time we got in there, I just remember seeing Jess on the bed with the gas in air, looking at me like, I'm ready for this baby. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, <laughs> it's going down. It's going down. It's about to go down. Yeah, it's about to come out. <laughs> so uh, I sat down with her and uh, yeah, helped her out, tried to speak through it and everything else and tried to sort of remember what she told me to remember. <laughs> All the reading Did you read the baby books? I didn't read any baby books, I'm not going to lie. She kept telling me I should read some, but I just didn't get around to it, to be honest. And then uh, I just thought, yeah, I can do this. It's fine. Don't need a baby book. <laughs> I remember getting in there and thinking, oh, "Are you okay?" And then she looked at me like, "Yeah, I'm okay." <laughs> and I remember throughout pretty much her time in labour, just going, "Are you alright? Are you okay? Everything's going to be alright. Are you okay? Do you need water? Are you okay?" And I was just thinking, "I'm so useless at this point. Like, I'm just keep asking if she's okay, and she's getting stressed at me now. Like, I don't even know what I've got to do. Like, just sat there yeah. and waiting." That's that's the thing, isn't it? Like like, yeah. like I was saying this, like you, you, you do, you are just helpless. There's nothing nothing you can do yeah. apart from just say you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember uh, she obviously needed to um have the epidural done. And uh, once she had that in, the pain obviously didn't really help. It didn't sort of go away really. And I remember her saying that pain's not there it doesn't seem like it's there and whatnot yeah <clears throat> uh, so the pain yeah. was there sorry and it doesn't seem like it's going and uh yeah it might have been all like uh, quite psychological with it yeah as well yeah. With it being being there. again because she was in a lot of pain i just kept asking if she's okay the room itself was just boiling hot i remember i'm just thinking i'm sweating and that's off here this is ridiculous and i'm not even the one pushing like it's mad <laughs> and i remember just sort of trying to dab uh, dab um, Jess's head with the cloth and everything else and just trying to keep her cool and and then she lost her voice I remember the lady, the doctor coming in and we were just saying look she's lost her voice is, it, what, is there anything we can do for it or anything like that and then a young doctor came in a young lad and he was sort of like okay that's fine we'll uh, have a look at it blah 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 brings a new voice in yeah <laughs> basically yeah no we have a brand new voice box just open up actually yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, now she's got a deeper voice it's really weird yeah, yeah. Uh, i thought to be uh, fair i thought it had changed is it is it like aerial yeah. static is <laughs> and uh i remember <laughs> i remember the lady coming in 
and I think she's like a main doctor, and she came in, and she literally looked at Jess. Didn't even do anything. I like, didn't even say anything, and was basically saying that she had a. Uh... What did she have now? Oh my god! Just shout to her and ask her. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna ask. <laughs> Lost voice syndrome. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know um, when you lost your voice. What did that doctor say you had? Uh, laryngitis. Laryngitis, that's it. Yeah, hold on. Laryngitis. Laryngitis. Like, literally, the lady looked at her and was like, yeah, that's it. It's laryngitis. Can you can you say that in her accent, though, please? Who are you? That's Jesses. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not to <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do it never, but never. No, just totally wrong. <laughs> they get a lot of hate mail. Yeah, but then, uh, it, even the young guys it, like, looked at like, you've not even done anything. How could you like diagnose laryngitis? Walk through the room, pointed laryngitis. Yeah, that literally what it was. It was like she literally walked in and goes, It's okay, I know what it is. It's laryngitis. And it basically walked out again. Like, well, I was like looking at like, so you're, not gonna, you're not going like, to do anything with a cape on. <laughs> yeah, just walked out, like okay. drop the mic and just lift. <laughs> now what? What's that mean? <laughs> you're not going to help with this baby. Yeah, and obviously, uh, Jess's voice is sort of still obviously gone at this point. And we were like, "Is there any say we can get a second opinion here?" Like, I just don't think it's laryngitis, if I'm honest. And uh, the young doctor that came back in again came back. Uh, sorry, he was there before. Came back in, and. Uh, he just basically said, yeah, we'll, we'll get a second opinion because I don't think she was right, if I'm honest with you. I don't think it's laryngitis at all. I think you've just sort of lost your voice with maybe like the, uh, with all the stress and everything else that's happening right now, obviously, during pregnancy. And yeah. That kind of made more sense to me than laryngitis, so I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> so in the end, obviously, uh, it got to about 12 hours of labour and uh, 2.50... 258, 253. I can't actually remember right now on top of my head. Uh, as, Hugo, yeah. as a typical <laughs> dad probably would do. <laughs> uh, Hugo Teddy Brown was born and um, Jess got a voice back straight after that, pretty much. Really? So he just yeah. like, so came it, back, it literally it. just came straight back after. As soon as he was born, that was it. She was like, Yay! Terrific! <laughs> I was like, I think she was doing it on purpose, mate. She was definitely doing it on purpose. She she liked the attention, I think that's what it was. (laughs) She liked the young doctor that kept on (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, as like you, I I looked as well. Um, I had to obviously look. I think if you're when you're in that situation, you don't look. You you sort of are. You are missing out on something special because it was crazy just to see a bit of his head. And then all of a sudden, the the, uh, the midwife who delivered, obviously Hugo, I can't remember her name, but she was incredible. And yeah. I don't like we had, um, we must have had about six midwives throughout that that um, pregnancy because one minute one was there, next minute another one came through, and everyone was like praying it'd be them to deliver the baby. And it got to I think she was like pretty much the most senior midwife on this on the ward, if I'm honest, because yeah. she was she was ah. Uh, just incredible like you know when some like a quarterback in american football they just take control you know what's gonna yeah. happen it was like that she just come in she took control she helped jess out massively like if she's got a push then push if she doesn't need to push don't push sort of thing because yeah obviously hugo's head's got she's got to help like hugo's head get through 
and uh, oh, it was just it was amazing like just listening to it like, I just felt like I wasn't so much useless anymore because she kept telling me like if as and when I needed to give Jess some water like if I needed to dab her head because she's obviously sweating her nuts off not nuts but you know what I mean and um, yeah it, she was just incredible and I turned around to her when obviously you goes born and I was just like thank you so much I don't know if anyone else could have done it better than you could have done it like I don't obviously deny their expertise yeah but I just felt like she obviously was the 100% the right person to deliver Hugo and because she did obviously they're both okay and everything else so yeah, yeah. it was just amazing it was just incredible and yeah. I, I remember just one minute his head's out next minute the whole body's out I was thinking bloody hell that was quick yeah, it's mad because the like, body comes out so quick after the head. Yeah, out. as soon as the like head slides out, out. out, I was like, bloody hell. But I, I told Jess that I'd mention this because <laughs> I've asked her a few times about the question. And it's, did you guys smell something funny? Because I did, and I don't know what it is. Do you it's know what that smell, smell is? And she was like, it's the, it's the iron yeah. in the blood. That's what you can smell. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I, Put just, on, I didn't want to ask fairly. at the time, you know, because I thought, I don't want to be rude and say you know, there's a smell. What's meant that to smell? smell like that? Yeah, <laughs> you know I, mean? I thought that's a weird that smell. And it was very potent. I was like, Oof, you... it's a funny smell that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually remember smelling anything funny. If I'm honest, yeah, it probably was. It, just... it most likely was there if it's the iron in the blood because of obviously how much blood comes out. But yeah, she, yeah, she lost quite a bit of blood. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, obviously Hugo came out and he was. He's pretty much running out. The kids are so tall and so big. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And obviously, like a week late anyway. So he's come out with mama, dada. Yeah, it was literally like going out. <laughs> I was thinking, Jesus Christ, look at the size of his feet and hands. What's he been feeding on? Just massive. But he uh, obviously he ended up weighing as well 13. No. Wow. No, it wasn't 13. Was he? It was 10. Was pa- say... 10 Jesus. 10, 10 pounds 13. <laughs> yeah, 10 pounds 13 he weighed. Ten pounds. I just remember seeing it on the scales, and I looked at Jess, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like, "What?" I was like, "You're not going to believe this size of this kid. <laughs> He's going to be a football player." <laughs> yeah, <it's huge. laughs> I couldn't believe it because uh, obviously just Jess, stamped on him when like Jess had just went Finn. football player. <laughs> when Jess had Finn, he Spartan. was obviously also quite <laughs> quite heavy. So, and obviously. Uh, we didn't expect him to be so heavy, and then obviously coming out, and he was like mm. pretty much the same size. That's that's crazy. And heavier, so we were like shit. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, I didn't actually didn't I didn't actually cry either, to be honest. And it wasn't. We were, it, it, I was it's not because late. you're not emotional, is it? And it was like twelve hours of pure labour and just intense. And at the point of him giving birth, I was so happy that I was grinning from obviously ear to ear. And uh, I remember the midwife turning around to me and going, "Well, oh, is she your first? I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. And she goes, you were very calm considering it's your first. I was, like, <laughs> I, was like, I just didn't know how to react. Like, I just tried to keep as cool as I could. <laughs> like, I didn't you want to break down. Into my head. I, mean, I'm like, I need assistance because obviously I don't need assistance. So I thought I'd, I'd have to play cool here. <laughs> Oh, but it was it was amazing. Uh, you were saying before, James, that obviously yours is a bit different to both of ours completely. It was a bit more extreme. Yeah, right? mine's mine's quite extreme because I remember, like, well, from the nineteenth week, um, which you guys were here uh, on my birthday on the twenty eighth of October, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. And 
we were going through bad stages through the pregnancy where Kerry was getting a lot of spotting in the um and bleeds. Yeah. So we was constantly like up and down at the hospital. Um from week twenty eight, uh in every other day we would go for a CTG, which is a heart trace. Yeah. Uh then every week for blood flow scans. Wow. Then every two weeks for growth uh, growth scans to make sure that obviously because we wanted to make sure that Lola was all right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, uh, Kerry felt that she couldn't feel much of a movement of 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 Lola at all, but she was every scan that was coming back was she was perfectly fine. But it was just more of what's going through your head, sort of thing. And we were, we had we had friends that I'd, I'd lost. Um, had lost kids uh, during pregnancy and stuff, wow. so that's that was another. That's it's, it's, it's a horrible thing yeah. to go through, and plus, imagine. especially when when you when you're pregnant yourself, um, can really can really sort of like hit you hard a little bit as well. That you want to make sure that you you do everything you can yeah. for for your own baby, sort of thing, to make sure that even if it meant that we went up every day, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, to do this CTG. Which we pretty much did. It was literally every day we was there. The midwives literally didn't blink an eyelid at us. They literally like, "Come on, get strapped up." Then literally just straight in. Uh, they literally, to be fair, the, the the midwives there, you couldn't can't fault them. Um, there was the the odd occasion where you had the the main doctors and stuff that would come in and think all uh, Billy Big Bollocks sort of thing, but. You, <laughs> You still have to sort of like they. You have to sort of trust their judgment, sort of thing. Yeah. But we we were just trusting our own instinct, and it was like, right. Well, I remember there was times it was like four o'clock in the morning. Kerry had not slept, and she was like nudging me and going, "James, James, I can't, I can't feel any movement." Oh. And like, I was just like, okay, like, I'm, I'm pretty much dressed. I'm still dressed in bed, just getting up. And we're going straight. To, uh, I had to then drive down to get Kerry's mum up, come back, um, drop her off here, and then Kerry would get in the car and we'll go straight to the hospital. And we'd literally be doing that near enough every other day, every day, just to make sure that we was making sure our kid was all right. Yeah. Um, uh, week 36, we was given a date for induction. Uh, our induction date was the 1st of March. We called up on the 1st of March. They had no beds oh. for us, so we had to wait. We had to wait for them to call us, and they called us on the 2nd of March at 4 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And we was literally just like, the bag and everything was all ready. It was literally like, we're ready just to, just to go. So I... um, I drove down there, dropped Kerry off, and Kerry was given a bed and stuff and then I think it was about six o'clock I drove back home and then my mum brought me back up to the hospital for like seven o'clock yeah Kerry was induced um labour started uh at 3 p.m we would do contractions uh <laughs> we was given the birth room at six the water's broken at half six in the on the night uh she actually literally went from four centimeters to seven centimeters to ten centimeters within seven wow. minutes. It was so crazy because I literally I remember it literally being that quick because I was literally texting like everyone that I could 
to literally update people. And I text, I text my mom, and I literally was like, right, she's literally ten centimeters now. And my mom was literally like saying, no, she's not. No, she's not. You're lying. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I'm not lying. I'm just, just telling you what obviously what happened. And then we had, uh, Kerry was on gas and air at the time, and Kerry was then sort of like requesting for the stronger drug and epidural, but she was too far gone. The the midwife um, who was called Flo, uh, she uh, she actually called a doctor in that does what is it called? Um, I can't remember what they're called now. Where they cut, obviously they cut you open to take them out. Yeah, oh, yeah. What I can't remember what they're called now. It's gone. But um, he came in, and the midwife went out to go and find someone else. And as that time the midwife was out she went into full labor and was giving birth and this doctor was literally just like was pushing lola back and holding lola back and he wasn't actually giving birth wasn't actually he said i'm not giving birth to this child you have to give you have to call the midwife wow so i literally had to literally like go around and push the buzzer for the midwife to come and i was literally like tapping it like like really fast and then like the, the midwife came in and you, the doctor was literally holding her in and said right uh, I'm going now and he literally was like goodbye bye bye <laughs> see you later bye 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 get back in there get back in there get back in there yeah and then he was like uh, he, he literally ran out the door and I was li- I was literally just thinking why uh, why didn't you just tell sort of like me to literally just like can you sort of like help your daughter coming out yeah. or That's or mad. something I was literally done that. but yeah, and uh, yeah, we literally remember just obviously I I, I looked myself. To be fair, like I said, you've got to it. Yeah, yeah. I think you, I think you have to. And uh, I, I, all I remember as well is uh, that uh, my dad was actually outside the the birth room at the time, and all I can tell you is literally when Lola was pushed out for the last time, Kerry screamed like Mariah Carey. <laughs> like it was literally the highest pitch. It was breaking glass and everything. It was just breaking glass. Um, but she, but Lola was born at seven twenty-eight by normal birth. Wow. Um, weighed six pound exactly six pound. Um, so small. And yeah, she was tiny. My dad came in and was the first sort of person to like hold her. Yeah. And I just I just remember him just being there, and then and did these other checks on her, and they weren't they weren't perfectly happy with her. Oh, so they were literally just like, what what we have to do? We have to go and do some more tests and do a scan on like a chest and stuff. So it was like, all right, okay, like we literally just sort of like sort of blown back a little bit. Yeah, and like she was just taken away, and we were just literally just looking at each other, just like, like, wow, like what? What's going on? And we didn't. We literally just sat there, like we didn't even know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I bet like, your mind. No one wants to feel this in. I think you think the worst. Though. Yeah. Well, this other doctor came in, but the the midwife uh, flow was literally saying, "Look, I don't think there's anything seriously wrong." She was just like, "I just want to make sure that she was just, she just heard like something that she wasn't happy yeah. with." So it was just like she just went. Right, don't worry about it. Like, it's just something that I just want someone higher to just make yeah. sure that she's one hundred percent. Yeah. So we're just like, okay, just like we'll we'll just take. It's just like you, you, 
you've seen your daughter for the first time and she's gone. Like, and you literally just like, where, where has she gone? It's crazy. Um, and then I went down to the, well, before the neonatal, my, my mom came in, um, my sister came in with her kids and was literally like, it was, the whole room was literally full of everyone, but Lola wasn't there. But it's just like, you know, man, like we just literally had to go through a whole day and now everyone's literally crowding in. We're just, it's just like... It's unreal, mate. It was really overwhelming sort of thing. Like, it was just sort of like, what's going on? So, um, Kerry was just literally like, can you just go down and just see what's going on? I remember just seeing her just there and she was already up. With, uh, she was already had tubes, like, in her. And it was just crazy to literally look at her and, and she was... she. Her oxygen levels uh, were at like seventy five percent. So, so she was getting twenty five percent on the oxygen tank through a little, a little mask at the time, sort of thing. And uh, she was getting ten percent glucose water to help her with the breathing yeah. and stuff. They X rayed her, and they they literally showed us the X ray, and they said like you could see there's no signs of infection or anything, but they could see that there was a little cloud. On her lungs. All oh, right. Uh, so they were literally just like that. It's um, pneumonia. We both looked at each other. Just like, wow, like, what, what's going on? Like, but they they said like, look, we just keep her on this. She's doing okay. She's doing, she's doing all right. So we just need to make sure that she gets her oxygen levels up. Yeah. So we can take the oxygen off. But that night, I went home when Kerry, Kerry actually stayed that night. And I came back up in the morning. Her oxygen levels. Uh, they were doing forty percent, so her oxygen levels were sixty percent. So yeah. she had dropped. But yeah, she didn't eat for the first two days either. Because wow. everything, every time that we tried to feed her, she would just she would just bring it up straight away. But I think it was the oxygen was not helping with it. But it carried on for literally like three to four days. We literally just like, when's it gonna? When your mind gonna end? must have but, just been all over the place. Yeah. Like that's just. Do you think? But the work, mad, isn't it? It's crazy. That's yeah. that, that you know something that's that small can go through so much of just being alive for a couple of days I remember on day three they did the other x-ray and they that's when they actually found the pneumonia yeah the first x-ray they didn't they didn't find much of anything but that's when they found the pneumonia on the third day um so they had to give her antibiotics for five days and she had to have these antibiotics for five days um by that by that point though did was she feeding a bit better or she she didn't really sort of feed much at all. No. Like she had to be tube fed. Oh, okay. So she was tu- she was tube fed. So she didn't she didn't take to a bottle at all. Yeah. Or anything. So she was just literally just like like the doctors were doing it, and then after a while, like they they got me and Kerry to sort of do it when when we every other every two hours or every three hours I think it was wow. to do the feed, and I think it was like two or three ounces every time. It's just it was just like a, it was crazy that the fact that she was in one of the worst sections of um, the neonatal. Yeah. But she wasn't in. She wasn't one of the worst cases in that room. No. She was just there because of because there was the space. There was just lots and lots of children in that in that place. Yeah. That were literally born at like twenty four weeks wow. and stuff, and you could see how small they yeah. were. But that room that she was in was actually called Lavender. But then on day four, she was actually moved up to Bumblebee, which literally was the last room 
to the exit. So they work from the worst room is the furthest away from the door, the exit door. So they move up a ward. Mm-hmm. So they literally like moves Lola from the worst ward to literally the door to go out. Yeah. So she improved massively. Like she could, she was slowly weaning down on the oxygen and stuff. Amazing. Um, which is great. Like every time Kerry was like, um, "What does this mean? What's it? Why is it beeping for?" And I, I was just literally just fully just looking at the screen. I was just trying to pretend to be a doctor, sort of thing. <laughs> I was just like looking at it all, just like, yeah, she's she's gonna be fine. <laughs> Check, she's, checking the charts, she's like, just, yeah. yeah, she's gonna be fine. She's yeah. <laughs> but after that, uh, to be fair, she was she was taking off all the medication and stuff. But she, her weight went from six pound to to five pound two ounces. Did you find that with with yours? Where they drop? Like, you, they drop. Yeah. yeah. Once she was um, taken out of uh, the neonatal. We went into transitional care, uh, where Kerry could actually stay there. So Kerry stayed there for the five days in total. Probably one of the worst places. We we really we we loved it when it's it's bad to say that we 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 loved it more when Lola was in uh, the neonatal yeah. instead of the t- transitional care because transitional care you you didn't have that one to one with the with the midwives and stuff like you just have the midwife come in now and then and oh, right. I couldn't sort of I couldn't stay I couldn't stay around or anything because we had the boys back at home yeah. and stuff like but I just remember like I remember the amount of blood tests that she like that uh, Lola had to do like you could see like all the little pricks on the bottom of her feet that she had been like all the little blood oh, tests that she yeah, had all the blood tests, yeah. just loads just everything like they were testing for everything and luckily enough that it was like nothing was like seriously wrong they, they couldn't find anything in the blood tests or anything it was it was just driving us insane when she was in the uh, transitional care because we just wanted to take her home because she just wasn't feeding we, we had to wait for lola to actually like take to a bottle yeah um and actually feed from a bottle and then they said they would be happy for us to go home as soon as like she's ready to like take a bottle and stuff, we're just like, God, man, like you just want to want to go. But I remember when I said to Kerry because it was like one of Kerry's best mates' birthdays, mm-hmm. and they were going out to um, Frankie and Benny's, and I said, "Look, I'll, I'll stay in the transitional care. You go out for a little bit, just go out for a couple of hours, just have some have some air, sort of thing. Yeah, get out for a little bit." I said, "Don't worry, like I'll." I'll sit here and I'll make sure that we do everything that we need to do. And uh, she went out and got out of the taxi to get into Frankie and Benny's and she still had her slippers on. (laughs) (laughs) Still had her slippers on. She just, she just wanted to, she just wanted to get out that quick. But uh, that, that story was so funny. I remember just, she took a picture of her feet and she was like, I still got my slippers on. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Funny enough, I think I packed. I think I packed a. I was. I had to keep on bringing up clothes and stuff, and like new pajamas and stuff, um, because she was obviously there like each day. We were sort of like hoping that we wouldn't have to stay another day, but then we was like, right, I need another set of pajamas, and I need some like clean stuff. And I only went home when she was in 
the neonatal. Like, Kerry never went home when she was in the transitional care. She only went out to literally go and have food with her friends. Yeah. But that was the only other time. But literally, as soon as that, the doctor came in and said, well, the, the nurse or midwife came in to say, look, you can you can take her home. I've 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 I've, uh, I've sweet talked like the boss, yeah. the senior, the senior nurse, um, <laughs> because she she was a she was horrible. She was literally like, no, you're not going, you're not going. You have to make sure that she uh, has a bottle. But you could see this nurse was literally just like itching for us to go. Like she wanted us to get out so we can like live our life. Sort yeah, because they started having to like live really, that, just right. get home. But I remember I. When I went to, we left the push chair and stuff at my mom and dad's house, and I went to my mom and dad's house, and I picked up um, the car seat. Yeah. But I had to pick it. I had to pick it up in like secret, uh, sort of thing. My dad saw me take it, but my <laughs> mom didn't. My dad was like trying to distract my mom. Um, <laughs> so I, I good old Len. Got the uh, got the car seat, and uh, as soon as she was in the car seat, we just couldn't wait to get her back home. Yeah. So, like, we can just really start cracking on, like, parenthood. It was, it, it, honestly, like, it, I, it was such a whirlwind uh, through pregnancy, even after birth and stuff. It yeah. was such a <clears throat> long journey. You, you can't really plan. You can't really plan it, can you? Yeah, you it, can't it's sort plan of like, perfect pregnancy it, at the end of the day. Things are going to go wrong. Things are going to be different to how you thought. Do you know what I mean? Like, the baby could come early, come come late. Yeah. yeah, you get a due date, but it could never. It never means it's, it doesn't mean the baby's going to come on that date or, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, think there's no such thing. I don't think is a, is a perfect pregnancy. I mean, like you say, uh, with our stories tonight. Do you know what I mean? Like all these stories are completely different in their own in their own way. But it's crazy how like we all go through different different things. Like, did you guys do the uh, biblical board? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I don't think I did with Amelia. If I'm right, I did with Ava. I think again, it just happened so quick. I think the um, the nurse done it. She didn't even ask either. I don't think. Yeah, you know, I I cut it, and then Kerry told me when you cut the umbilical cord, you you create their belly button. Oh wow! And if you make basically says if you you create the, the innie or out. Oh right. What? How though? How's how's that work? Is it like too? Is, I don't it, know. is the umbilical is... cord too long? It's an out. If it's too short or whatever, I don't know. I don't know, but I remember remember I was cutting it. It was just like cutting like bristle. I don't remember. It. Like it was weird when the like the, the when the uh, the midwife like turned around to me and was like, um, "Do you want the scissors to cut this?" I was just like, uh, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> it is, and he's just got uh, okay. <laughs> and you, I'm gonna do this right. I'm not gonna cut a foot off. I'm not gonna cut a foot. I'm not gonna cut. <laughs> <laughs> you getting close? I'm gonna slip. How are you gonna cut a toe off? <laughs> Oops. Maybe um, we'll say just say that that uh, Hugo's weight was not ten thirty; it's nine thirty.